Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzi, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. The goal of Along the Way is to identify the moments in life that Jesus really is walking with us and trying to get our attention. Just like the disciples along the way to Emmaus, we are missing those moments that our hearts are burning within us. I want us to identify those moments, learn from others, and apply those lessons to our lives so that we don't miss the blessings God has for us along the way in our life journey with Him. I'm going to share a little bit about my along the way journey and the things that I've been doing recently. 2021 has been a major life change for me, and it's honestly been hard to keep up. Moving to Orlando, Florida has been a great chapter in my life, and it's only just beginning. Working with Charisma Media has been a blessing. I can't believe that I've been in Florida almost seven months already. I have fallen a bit behind schedule trying to get new along the way episodes out every week, and there are lots of reasons for that. But I've also been doing podcast projects for Charisma Podcast Network that I'm going to be sharing with you. I'm going to be releasing special Charisma news podcasts and other special things that I've done with Charisma in this podcast as well. And I plan to continue sharing those special along the way moments in my life with you. This is a very special interview that I was able to do with Michael W. Smith. I was really honored to be able to talk with him about his book and his audio project that is now available. I hope that you enjoy this conversation that I had with him on Charisma News. I'll get to that conversation in just a moment, but I want to thank you for listening to Along the Way. All of my episodes and social links are available at my website, alongtheway.media. And all the links from this episode are going to be in the show notes. And now, here's my Charisma News conversation with the Michael W. Smith. God longs for us to know him as the good, good father that he is. Our earthly fathers help shape our understanding of the father heart of God. I'm John Matarazzo for the Charisma News Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. One daily news story well told. I have a very special guest joining me today to talk about the special relationship that he had with his father. Coming up in a moment, Christian music legend Michael W. Smith opens up about his book, The Way of the Father, Lessons from My Dad, Truth About God, right after this short message. Well, joining me now is multi-platinum recording artist, three-time Grammy winner. He's received 45 Dove Awards and has sold more than 15 million albums. He's a humanitarian and an author, but I think what he's most proud of is being Debbie's husband, dad to five children, and grandpa to his 16 grandkids. Michael W. Smith, welcome to the Charisma News Podcast. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. You've been around Christian music for, it seems like, uh, definitely my whole life, and your music has definitely been an inspiration for so many people, especially your worship albums. I want to talk about that a little bit later, but I'm really excited to talk about something that you uh, released around Father's Day, and that's actually a book about your father, and it's called The, the Way of the Father, Lessons from My Dad, Truth About God. Could you just explain to us, what is the big message of this book? Well, first and foremost, at the beginning, my dad was the kindest man that ever met in my life who had to be my dad. His glass was always half mm. full. He was so kind. He was so uh, involved in his community, the way he loved my mom, the way he loved my sister and I, 
the love, the way he loved the homeless community. He just was, he was just the hands and feet of Jesus. I mean, he just never, I know he had issues, mm-hmm. um, but I never saw very many of them. And he just did life well, and he taught me how to do it. So I knew as I got older, as he got older, he didn't fall off the cliff. He just kept getting better at doing life mm-hmm. and knowing the, you know, the, the, the many lives that he changed, me being one of them. Um, I knew one day I would write this book and I knew I would equate it with the heart of God because I always, it sounds a little funny, but it's true. I mean, my dad, uh-huh. I, my dad taught me what God's like in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, how he was for me my whole life, and he just exhorted me my whole life, and he believed in me, and all these attributes of God my dad had. And so I think that's the beauty about the book. I tell these amazing stories about me and my dad and baseball and all these incredible stories mm-hmm. of of him doing life so well. And then I equate that with a promise of, promise of God or an attribute of God and tie that together in every chapter. So... I'm sure glad I wrote it. I, you know, he passed and went to heaven in November 15, uh, you know, time of grieving. And I, and I just mm-hmm. couldn't figure out when to write the book. And then 2020 was a good time to write a book. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. And I, and I got my hand into it. My heart was into it. And I started, especially when he got dementia in 2011, I started to really recollect in my head uh, and re- try to remember all the amazing times I had with my dad growing mm-hmm. up. And especially our baseball times together. So, uh, right. yeah, but I'm really happy with it and just pray it's a real blessing to people. So very grateful. Amen. Amen. So I know one of the stories that I've heard about this has something to do with Dairy Queen and, uh, yeah. Dairy Queen and baseball. They seem the, in my opinion, in summertime, they kind of go hand in hand. So could you, would you mind just telling us that story? I think that's great. Yeah. Well, Dairy Queen, you know, obviously you get ice cream, you know, it's a big thing when I was growing up. Um, but no, we, we our baseball team. I think I was eight, and we were awful, eight or nine. We just <laughs> just couldn't. We just didn't have a very good team. But my dad was mm. a great ball player. I was a pretty good ball player because of my dad. But we, you know, if you won the game, you got to go to Dairy Queen. Well, yeah, that's we, a good treat. Yeah. Six, we, yeah, that was the big thing, you know. And so we were, we had sixteen games. We were zero and fifteen. Oh, I'll, wow. I'll never forget the the first the first game we got beat thirty to nothing and and you know the game's over and you know my dad walks in the dugout you know all of you know we all feel like the world had come to an end you know our heads are down and and my mm-hmm. dad would come into the dugout and go guys or he'd say boys we'll get him next time let's go to Dairy Queen and so he'd take it you know <laughs> and we'd walk in Dairy Queen and here's the team that just annihilated us you know like what are you guys doing in here you know but 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 uh, his, <laughs> yeah, Dairy Queen's for his winners, love yeah. for me especially uh, Dairy Queen's for winners and guess what we went to Dairy Queen yeah. 15 times in a row you know there but you go. it was never and the 16 game we won you know I'll never forget I was on second base I, I was the final run I'll never forget it we thought we'd won the world series and my dad walked in the dugout and said, boys, great job, great job. Let's go to Dairy Queen. And so, <laughs> But the story, the, 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 the great thing about the story is my dad, it, his love for us was never based mm-hmm. on performance. You know, he just loved us. And we struggled and we weren't very good. But he, you know, he's go out there, let's have fun. Let's go out, let's work hard, let's have fun. And it was never, right. he was not that sort of... Comp- 
you know, competitive coach where winning was everything. It just wasn't. So let's, let's have fun. This is a great game. And we just, for some reason that year, we just, we didn't have a lot of great players. I think I was probably the better play, <laughs> best player on the team. I've never said that, but, uh-huh. but, but, you know, but th- that's a great, and that's one of the many stories about my dad and baseball. Right. My dad, I threw baseball with my dad every single day of my childhood mm. growing up. So that's, yeah, it was, it, was that's a, awesome. it was a great bond for us. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned two things in that story that I have to ask some follow-up questions. First is Uh that you said that your dad's always said, we'll get him next time. How has that mentality carried with you in these later years in life after your dad has passed away? Um, Because those are are some of those lessons that seem to stick with you. We'll get him next time. How has that applied with you? Yeah, he he just stuck with it. You know, he just like, like when life got hard, he just going, we just keep moving forward. You know, we don't quit. We don't quit. He came from that great generation. If you were sick, you went to work, you know? Yeah. Um, and just his work ethic, you know, he was a bit of a perfectionist. That's the only thing that drove me crazy about him, just a little bit. I, I, I <laughs> built two houses with him. He he always wanted to build a house. He's a great carpenter, and but he was always meticulous. If it was just off by just a minute thing, he would, he'd want to take it down and go, Dad, it's fine. Nobody's going to notice. My dad going, it's not right. It's not right. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to get it right, you know, but, um, but I think just, you know, whatever comes our way and you're going to have trials and tribulations. And my dad had them growing up and stuff. We just, we keep moving forward. We're going to get them next time. We keep moving forward. And he was a strong believer and believed in the promises of God. And, and, and that's enough to propel you to keep taking one foot in front of the other. Amen. My other question that I had as kind of a follow-up for that regarding Dairy Queen, how much of how much is ice cream an important part of your life at this point in, in life? <laughs> well, I've cut back. You know, I'm I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, you know, I, I kind of I'm not really on a diet, but I eat right. You know, and I don't uh-huh. eat a lot of su- I don't eat a lot of sweets. You know, um, but you know, if I'm on vacation with the family, you know, we're going to go for some Briars ice cream or something. You know, something. There you go. We got to have an ice cream bar or something like that. I'm not a I'm I'm not a fanatic a fanatic about oh I can't have any ice cream, but it sure is good yeah. when you have it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, you know memories of my my dad and my grandpa. They uh, you know definitely instilled a love for ice cream in in my life. So, um, but yeah. your your dad was a minor league baseball player, but how did how did he go from that to what what caused him to kind of give that up? Well, I'm convinced, and I know this not just because I'm bragging on my dad, but I know this from his friends and all the people he played baseball with, that my dad probably could have played major league ball. Mm. My dad lost his father when he was 16 years old of a heart attack. Um, and so here his mom is a widow, and I think she's the mm. one who encouraged him to, when he got out of high school, you got to go live your dreams. And so he went to this minor league team up in Milton, West Virginia, someplace. And he was already the best guy on the team and everybody's crazy about him. And I think his friend didn't make the team, whatever. It's a, it's a long story, but basically I think he woke up one day and thought, I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing. Hmm. And he packed his bag and told the coach, I got to go home and take care of my mom. Hmm. And so he came back home. He married my mom and moved in with my grandmother probably for only six months, you know, just kind of get back until they kind of get a settled and find a place. Guess what? They never left. 
Mm. And my dad cared, my mom and dad cared for my grandmother all growing up until <laughs> she went to heaven. And gosh, when was it? Was uh, she had just seen me in concert in 1982 with Amy Grant? And uh, so November of 82, my grandmother fell, fell asleep, uh, uh, just died in the middle of the night. Just her heart stopped, just went, went to sleep, never woke up, you know. But my dad thought, I've got to take care of my mom. And he and mm-hmm. he gave up his dream. So I kind of think he lived his dream through me a little bit. He go, oh my, because I fell yeah. in love with baseball, and so he coached. He was my coach all growing up. I never had another coach, but my dad. He never got. He never got upset. You know, I remember 15 years old. I didn't make the all stars because I, you know, I was a jock and I was writing songs all at the same time. And then 15 years of age, I didn't make the all stars for the first time. And I, I knew wow. God was calling me into this music thing, and so. My dad never blinked an eye. I mean, I think it maybe he was sad about it, maybe a little bit, but all of a sudden he was like, you know, he loved music and he was like, okay, so if this is what God's calling you to do, then I've got your back. I'm going to root you all the way, root you on all the way. Wow. And he did, believe me. Looking out into the audience and all these kids, and he's out there dancing with the kids. I mean, it's just, and he, <laughs> he sang every word to every one of my songs. So, wow. Yeah. That's really special. That is really, really Crazy. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what was his favorite song of yours? Did he, could he even name one? Well, he loved Friends, um, mm-hmm. but I think he loved All As Well probably the most, which is my favorite as well. Really? Yeah. That's that's special. How often do you sing those? Do you sing that song? And. I uh, sing friends concert. every night. I sing friends every night. It's the right. song I didn't think I was going to have to sing for the rest of my entire life, you know. But um, yeah, and then I do all. Sometimes I'll throw all as well if I'm doing a medley. But I do all as well every Christmas tour. And Amy and mm-hmm. I are still out doing Christmas tours together every Christmas season. So it, that's a must. It's just it's always yeah. in the set list. Yeah, yeah. I I love that your dad was your biggest fan, no matter what it was that you were doing. But I heard that there was a time where he really was praying a lot for you because you had some, you had some, you had a, a season where it was a little bit of a prodigal thing, but he was really diligent in praying for you, dad and your mom. Could you just talk about the importance of praying, of praying and warring for, for your kids? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. That's how you, that's how a lot of kids get yeah. rescued. And it's hard when you're watching your kids struggle, making bad choices and you can't fix it, you know. Mm. We know the one who can fix it and who hears our prayers. And so my, you know, my dad never knew what quite to say because he didn't want to push me away. And he was just, I could tell, I mean, what was hard for me is that I knew I was making all these bad choices. This is from 75 to 79, this little drug phase. Mm. And and I knew I was breaking his heart. And, and I think he just... I mean, the only time he ever took me outside on the porch, I came home from Nashville to visit, and he took me out on the porch, and he just said, son, he said, you're going to have to pull it together. And mm-hmm. he said it in the kindest way, with uh, with so much love. He almost cried, honestly. He just, he knew I was in trouble. And he just said, son, you just, you got you to gotta pull it together. And I said, I know, Dad, I know. You know, and I was stuck, you know, I was, mm-hmm. I was in this deep pit, couldn't get, couldn't get out, so... What my mom and dad did on their knees every night, praying for their boy, and I'm I'm convinced I'm doing this interview with you because of the prayers of my mom and dad. 
Amen. So if anybody's listening and you've got a prodigal out there, just don't give up. You stay at it. You, you stay at it because I am a testimony at the prayers of a mom Amen. and dad who saved somebody's life, and that was me. Amen. Amen. While we still have some time here, what are some of the other chapters that are that are some really important lessons that you want to share right now? I've got a list of you know finding truth in tragedy, loving unconditionally. These are just some of the names of chapters, themes of these chapters. Preserving or persevering through pain. What, what's something that that's just on yeah, your heart right now to share? God, there's so there's so there's so many things. I mean, gosh, every chapter is so important. You know, I think the I mean, I think, and I, I probably equate this to several chapters. To, to me, the the I mean, I think the main point of the of the book is that. Is that when people read it, they start they really start to understand who God really is. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many people who've been raised in weird traditions and theology, and and they can't comprehend this God that oh, He sings over me, He dances over me, mm-hmm. He's a good, good Father. He, I mean, He that, and so I think the beauty of the book again, like I said, my dad, the way my dad treated me. I think that's the way God is, and I think for mm. that's hard concept for some people. They don't get it. They just feel like it's like I blew it. I got to go and time out, and, uh, and yeah. he's mad at me. And I, I'm gonna, maybe I can pull it together and do a few good things and see if I can earn my way back into the to the table. And that's complete. That's a complete lie, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that's what I want the book to convey to people that they. Because you'll never walk into your de- you'll never walk into your full destiny and live life to to the fullest until you know that you are absolutely loved and cherished by our Father, you know. And Amen. When you get that, it, it's a game changer. It changes everything. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, one of the things that I've I've been hearing from you know I've read things and I've heard some other interviews. You you love the term Abba Father. Could you just talk a little bit about the importance of Abba, Father? I just love the name. I just I think it's more personal, and I think we've mm-hmm. grown up with this "God loves you," the Lord. You know, it's this whole sort of traditional thing, and I know, and all that's true. I'm not negating that that's not true, but there's just something about about Abba, and I probably um, fully grasp that whole concept and that name, probably reading Brennan Manning's book. And I'm a, I'm a huge Brennan Manning fan who wrote Abba's Child. And then my favorite book he ever wrote, The Ragamuffin Gospel, which I was very mm. fortunate to write a forward for that book. But he, he calls God Abba a lot. Mm. And, and then the way he portrays Abba and through his personal experience, it's just like, it just so resonated with me. And, um, yeah, I actually wrote, wrote a song, "Deep in Love with You." I get there's I sing, "I'm deep in love with you, Abba Father. I'm deep in love with you, Lord." You know, there's just something mm-hmm. about it. It's almost like it's almost like da- saying, "Dad, God, I love I love you, Dad." Yeah. It's almost kind of like that. I probably wouldn't say, "I love you, Dad," to God. I would say, "Oh, I love you, Abba. Abba, you're so good to me. I love you." Hmm. So while while we're in this moment right now, would you just take a, a- a little bit of time and just speak to somebody that has a hard time understanding God as a loving father. And could you just speak to them and just encourage them? And I definitely recommend that they, that they get the book, the way of the father. But Michael, right now, if you could just kind of 
just minister to somebody and, and maybe pray for them that they don't quite understand yeah. God as their father. Yeah, if you're listening, hey, I, you know, we all go through these times of isolation and, with, and we all, we've all done it. We've all gone, God, where are you? You know, and this is, this has been happening since the beginning of time. And we, but we, but I know, and I want you to know that he's with us and, and, uh, and he always comes to the rescue. If you just read the book, read the book. It's just, uh, you see these times of, of desperation. You see God come to, to come to the rescue. I personally believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, I bet my life on it, that I think all the promises of God are true. And if you if you can't seem to grasp that, I would just recommend just go read the book. Go, you can probably Google. We have all these things at our fingertips now, you know, through the internet. You can just go. What are the top twenty five promises of God? I mean, I even did that two weeks ago. Wonder what Google or DuckDuckGo. Wonder what their what their uh, top twenty five verses are. But there's some nuggets in there, and what you do is you speak those over yourself. You just speak them. And if you got to go to the mirror in your bathroom, you speak them over to yourself. When I'm having a bad day, I seem to be a little lost. I go back to my favorite. I don't know why it is, but there's something about this verse from Psalm 139. I memorized this chapter a long time ago. I still have it. Uh, oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, all that. But there's a verse in there that says how precious how precious are your thoughts about me, O God? How vast is the sum of them? And if I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. I don't know how it gets any better than that, you know? Yeah. That's that's God being friend, you know? And that, uh, yeah. So I would just recommend to all of you just to um, say, those pro- say those promises over you because they're all true. And I pray that you'll get it. Pray the light bulb will go off. I pray mm-hmm. for favor. I pray for clarity of mind. I pray for wisdom. Uh, I pray. I pray for a hedge of protection around you and your homes. I pray against the devil. I hate the devil. He's a deceiver. He's no good. He's up to no, nothing good at all. He wants to take you down. And I pray that the truth would prevail in every thought everything you think about, everything you ponder, because when you know the truth, we know what the truth does every single time. It sets you free. And may you experience freedom today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. I just didn't want to miss that opportunity for somebody that's listening to to really have a deeper understanding of God as as Father. But I also don't want to miss this opportunity to just ask about your upcoming release, your Worship Forever project that's coming out in uh, September. Yeah, crazy Could idea. You tell, tell me a little bit about that. Well, it has entered my top five of all time of anything that I've mm. done. It's a long story. The real, really short story is, is I think if anybody knows my, my music, everybody knows I'm a big cinematic music fan. There's something about movie scores or something about orchestra and violins and cellos and French horns, all that. There's just, you know, they, it's moving to me, especially if you find a good Mm -hmm. arrangement, if you find a good melody, whatever. And I've done instrumental records. I've scored films. So that first worship album that I did actually was released on Mm 9-11 on the day that our country, America got attacked. 
and didn't know it was going to be on a horrific date. Just that's the, that was the that was the day it was released, right. and it was the, ends up being the biggest record of my career. And so back in um, back in the fall of last year, I, I kept thinking, yeah, gosh, what what do I should do? And I kept thinking about nine eleven. I'm going, oh my gosh, this is the twenty year anniversary wow. of that record. And so I thought I had a wild idea. Usually when I say I have a wild idea, everybody on my team <laughs> runs. They, they go, oh, gosh, Smitty's got a wild idea. And my wild idea was, what if we went back and recorded every one of those songs just like we did? Forever, uh, Heart of Worship, Draw Me Close, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Above All, Breathe, all those songs. But we don't use the rhythm section, but we actually cut all these songs with a big, massive orchestra. Hmm. And we did. We did 28 days wow. ago, and um, it's a full orchestra uh, conducted by David Hamilton, which is my conductor for years, with 12 amazing singers. And what we captured that night will make you cry. And then you'll want to shout, and then you'll want to cry again. So when you listen to the record, when it comes out on September 10th, one day shy of 9-11, Mm-hmm. Just get your Kleenex out, and because it's not just a bunch of songs, it's really, it's an experience that's yeah like no other that I've ever been a part of, and I'm just grateful that that we, I'm grateful that the idea actually flourished and actually happened because you just never know. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. thousands of people, and there's all kinds of things. You got that many people in a big orchestra, and there's so many things that could go wrong. I mean nothing went wrong that night it just wow was a beautiful beautiful night that i think got captured and uh i've heard the final product and i can't wait for you to hear it as well (laughs) well i'm looking forward to that uh seriously i mean you're the music that god has delivered through you to humanity has been really an awesome way to lead people in the way of the Father um, and just to get to know Him more. And I've been a missionary to many different countries, and I would hear your songs all over the place and just knowing that I don't know those words exactly, but I know that song and I know that it, their hearts are being touched the same way that mine is. And so I just want to thank you, Michael, for being such a gift to the kingdom of God, to help advancing the kingdom through worship, through your books. And I just want to encourage everybody to make sure you mark your calendars for September 10th, that you get that the Worship Forever album um, as quickly as possible, whether you download it or you get a physical copy. Either way, get that because it's going to bless you. And get a copy of Michael's book, Honoring His Father, The Way of the Father, and it's going to help you to draw closer to Abba God in in a way that that is just going to really, really bless you. Uh, so go to michaelwsmith.com and you can get all that information there and click all those links. And But Michael, thank you so much for just spending some time with me and letting us know what is going on in your life and just these amazing things that God is doing in you. I'm John Matarazzo. Join me on my Along the Way podcast. You'll hear interviews with people who are actively walking with Christ so that we can learn from others' journeys along their way. You can find my Along the Way podcast as well as many more spirit-filled podcasts on the Charisma Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to today's Charisma News podcast, One Story Well Told. For more stories, visit us online at charismanews.com. 
Subscribe to this podcast for more Charisma News every weekday. This is John Matarazzo. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. And subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. If you want to support me in this podcast, I have a Patreon page. The link to become a supporter is also in my show notes. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey. And may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way. Along the Way is honored to be part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find tons of spirit-filled content from their vast catalog of podcasts, including my Monday through Friday news stories for the Charisma News Podcast. Go to cpnshows.com to see the full list and latest episodes.